It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, coming to you with the Ween Dog. What's up, dude? It's us two, but we got a great show. We got Gary, not us, but it's us two, and we have a great show. We have Gary Tonin, uh, 3-0 and uh, in the MMA, yep. world champion, jiu-jitsu star, and funny good. as hell. Yeah. And Jordan Young, who's 10-0 and in Bellator. So we have basically two undefeated fighters on the podcast today, Exciting. two superstars. Uh, I want to thank Santa Cruz Medicinals. Listen, people, they have potent CBD-infused coconut oil, olive oil, MCT oil, vape pens, and more. It's gluten-free. It's vegan, paleo, and sugar-free. Lab-tested. They're out of Santa Cruz. These guys, I use their vape pens. It's awesome. I use their vegetable oil. I use their um, uh, coconut oil. I put it on my coffee, the vegetable oil. I, I, I put it on, you can put it on your skin. I could not recommend these guys any higher because they have all my recommendations, okay? Mm. They're awesome. Yeah, Just dude. Check them out at scmedicinals.com, scmedicinals.com. Mention MMA Roasted. You get $10 off, $100 or more. Also, Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana is legal in California. Legal in California. Uh, so there's no reason why you should go anywhere to get it. They can deliver it to you thanks to speedweed.com. Yes. They have they have the best marijuana, they have they have CBD oil, they have vapes, they have THC, they have marijuana beef jerky, okay? They have marijuana macaroons. I mean, you name it, <laughs> they have it. Oh. THC sex lube, okay? Spice up your sex life, okay? Sometimes you know, mm. sex can get boring. So check them out. Go to speedweed.com. Follow them at Speedweed. Mention Roasted. You get $10 off, $100 or more. Also, and they're good people. Gino. Gino's the best, actually. He's, he's, they're top-notch people. Me, uh, life is good. I actually had a good... The last week has been good. Yeah? Uh, yeah. So. so Tuesday, Michael Blackson. I'm sure some of you guys know him. Really, really funny, hilarious comedian. He's like, yo, man, want to do the show for this, uh, this millionaire guy? That's pretty much all the information. You know, he like gave me a, a, a good number, and I was like, "Sure, you know, mm-hmm. I'll do it." So I get over there in this like Hollywood Hills, and um, it's it's this like amazing birthday party. Uh, this guy Mike Meldman, who was like him, George Clooney, and uh, Randy Gerber have that like that uh, tequila company. He's like the third person. Okay, the place was amazing. Deontay Wilder walks in. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Wilder was there. Uh, Jim Gray was hosting it. Jim Gray from the, uh, you know, from TV. Jim yeah. Gray. And um, I mean, Irving Azoff, who's like the head of Sony, like the, one of the most powerful guys in show. It was full of people. And it was one of those gigs where it was not the best gig for comedy. There was like no spotlight. spotlight we're like in the backyard. Everyone's eating. People are eating lobsters. And, wow. And, but... I went on third, and I've just done so many rough gigs before that I went out guns a-blazing, 
I uh-huh. mean, throwing bombs uh-huh. and, and, and murdered. And uh, and I got all these people like these huge agencies, like the top agencies in like hitting me up, emailing me. They want to meet with me. Uh, these big producers, big wow. yeah, yeah. It was a really, really it was a win for Team Hunter. Uh, made some connections, made, dude. Made some connections that I never would have made. I mean, these people are not going to comedy clubs, you know. It's just like yeah. maybe some of them are, but it was it was and people that have. Like I was wearing a Rocky shirt and the guy's like, oh, I produced Rocky. Are you serious? Yeah. And uh, I mean, people with like 25, 30, 40 Oscars, like Ed Norton was there. This, the girl who was in the show Vikings, you know, that girl from Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, love the, that show. The, 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 the blonde. Yeah. She was in the front row. Uh, she was all really, really sweet. It was just, it was good. It was a good show. Uh, and I, I, was, I was happy. I was super happy. One uh, of the best shows you ever Richard done. Richard Kind was there. Richard, you know, the actor Richard Kind. He's like this sitcom actor. Of course. Um, of course was, I know him. Really? No. Oh, yeah. You know him if, like, if like, you saw his face. Oh, yeah, uh, probably. So, a lot of people um, like that. Yeah, it was one of those shows where I was like, uh, yeah, but I've also I've done so many of those like comedy shows where they shouldn't have comedy shows and yeah. like and like I didn't I'm, I'm actually happy that I didn't know who was in there because people that I was I was fucking with the whole crowd and the guy's like yeah I'm the head of uh, Netflix and wow and like, yeah, I'm, I'm the CEO of, uh, of WME I'm the CEO of CAA I'm yeah. UT. I mean it was just it was insane wow so yes yeah, so it was good I was I was super happy about it that's um, awesome dude yeah and then the next day I left for a cruise ship um, I did a I did a cruise ship out of South Carolina, and it was fun. I, I got heckled by you see that heckler video I put up. Uh, not your most recent one. So yeah, some lady in the front was just like, you know, uh, I don't mind. He- you know, you're gonna heckle me on like the adult show. Uh, it's still annoying, as no- annoying as fuck, but not as annoying as when I get heckled. This guy by here, Richard. Con- Richard, this guy. You oh yeah, him? yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get heckled on like kids shows. There's one in the front. Mm-hmm. So everything. Tell a joke. Ha ha. Oh, that's funny. Now that's a good one. And like, I hate when they go, "That's funny." It means the rest of them weren't funny. Yes. Or it's just like a backhanded compliment. Yeah. It's like, exactly. You know, it's like that girl tell me you look hot from the right angle. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so do you? It's called doggy style. Or people after the show are like, "I was laughing." I, I hate that. Shit. Yes. It's like, come on. Like, it's like people don't even really understand that they're doing that. Sometimes I feel like because you can't. It's so weird. I heard so many stories from comedians from people coming up to them after shows and saying stuff like that. Oh, like, you were good. That crowd sucks. Exactly. First of all, we're never gonna say the crowd sucks. If you're a good comic, it's usually you're gonna take responsibility for how you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are certain situations where whatever, but like uh, for the most part, it's never gonna be like oh the crowd sucks. When you start, when you start blaming the crowd, yeah, it's you're just it's not good. You always want to take responsibility for how you did. Mm-hmm. You know because. No matter what, you could have done something better. And almost right. no matter how good you do, you could have done something better. I mean, there are very few shows where I'm like, oh man, I gave everything. Or I did everything right. You know? Um, like when you're performing at a marijuana dispensary and everybody's stoned and half alive. That's Those are hard, but there are still ways to do better. Like, I mean, there's still ways. I don't know. There's always ways to improve. Right. You never want to think that's it. Right. But... At the same time, you don't want to beat yourself up and you don't want to overanalyze and you have to learn to let things go. So it's a double-edged sword with, you know, self-critique. But um, How did you handle this woman? Oh, so this woman kept talking. She's like, so I, I told her, hey, listen, let's play the silent game. You go first. You know, <laughs> I tried to give her the thank you. You know, I'll take it from here. She's like, I'm just being supportive. That's the problem. Is that someone says something to you, you respond, you get a laugh. They think they got the assist. Uh-huh. Like that wouldn't have laughed. If, uh, you wouldn't have laughed if it wasn't for them. Like it was a team effort. Right. Like no. Like I can handle this without you. But she kept going and kept going. And her mom was like in a wheelchair next to her. And her mom was dying laughing at everything I said. And her dad too. How old was this woman? 
she must have been in her 40s. Whoa. So finally, I was getting her, getting her, getting her. And then she had like a piercing like right above her lip. And I was like, do you have a piercing above your lip? She's like, yeah. I'm like, or did someone try to drill your mouth shut? <laughs> and the place went ballistic. Wow. And that was like my last joke of the set too. It was like, you just got off right there. Yeah, and then the her mic. mom in the wheelchair is like, "I'm gonna use that for now on." Okay. <laughs> so that so that was that. Um, and then uh, it's just crazy though. Also, like my life on the cruise ships now because I had an audition for Days of Our Lives, so I had to like put myself on tape. When was that? 1992. No, it's still on, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and I would love to do it. It's like for a major role, but I had to like I got it on Wednesday. So I was on the ships. I had to be on the bottom of the ship recording me talking to myself as the other character, putting it on camera, taping myself, and then like pressing record, stop, record. But it, so it wow. took me a long time to yeah. do it. You know? yeah. So that was, but I did it. So it was up till like four o'clock in the morning. And then, so it's like a video audition. You record yourself and submit it to them? Yeah. Which I feel is, like that's like that's so much better than actually going to a place, isn't it? It is and it isn't. I mean, it is because you can do it 400 times till you get it right. Yes. It's not because there's something about like person to person making that contact. Yeah. So, and you know, you don't, you know, when you're in front of somebody, it's like you and them. They mm -hmm. could be like doing 50 other things and not paying attention. Just, you know, play three seconds of it and they're like, next. Yeah. So there's, there's good and bad things. Yeah. You know, for me though, because I got to keep doing it till I got it right. So that was good. But then of course, and then like the wife is mad that I'm on the cruise ship and not home, even though I have to make money and she mm -hmm. wants me to be the stay at home dad. So we were like, at it but we're good now everything is good it's just you know growing pains it was her yes. first week back after maternity leave so that was hard yeah exactly and uh, it was hard that i was away and even though i am whole i'm the, you know trying to provide i'm not physically there and it's just so that was hard mm -hmm. it was hard but it was good i mean these are look marriage is not easy anyone that tell you it's easy probably is lying to you or they're not in a good marriage or <laughs> they're on their 10th marriage <laughs> yeah or something like that um, having a baby's not easy. Uh -uh. Um, so being newly married, having a baby is hard, but you know, look, nothing good comes easy. Yes. I mean, happened. nothing good comes easy mm -hmm. and comedy fighting. If it was easy, anyone would do it. Right. And anyway, so, well, hopefully something good comes from these agents and producers who yeah. wanted to contact you. Right. After right. That right. Show. So, so anyway, but it's funny cause I used to do, you know, I was doing cruises six years ago and I was I'd go on the ship, and then I'd hang out, and hanging out with the dancers, and it was the bachelorette parties, and there was the party ships, I'd be dancing all night, wow, and, yeah. and like just having a blast, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I'd be just be up until, I'd been in Bahamas, and I'm going to the nightclubs, and just, it was just a wild time in my mm -hmm. life, and fun, and now, literally, I'm in my room, I'm watching, uh, I don't know, the uh, Defenders on Netflix. <laughs> I'm reading books. I'm doing comedy. I'm and you're there for out. the entire cruise. Yeah. Was it like a week-long cruise or like a few days? It was a four-day cruise, okay. but, it, but it just my life is just a lot different than it used to be. Like, I would feel guilty if I was at the club grinding with chicks and stuff. Right. And I got a baby at home and a wife breastfeeding. I, I don't know. I just yeah. wouldn't. I mean, some guys can like compartmentalize, but I've just never been that kind of guy. I, and I don't know. A lot of times, though, I would do something, feel guilty about it. And then make up for it and be nicer. You ever mm -hmm. do that? Yeah. Like I would like dance with a girl, even though I didn't cheat. I was like still like grinding, not with my current wife, but with exes, and you know, like getting very close to cheating. Of course. And then I felt guilty, so then I would like take my girlfriend on like a vacation or something to make up for in my head what I did. Right. And the girl's like, "Wow, you're so nice, you're so <laughs> sweet, and what a loving guy." Meanwhile, it's to, to it's to offset the guilt that I feel. Right. But then I'm like, "Well, if I didn't do this, then I wouldn't be that nicer to her. So maybe I'm helping her by doing this. Right. I'm helping her by grinding. When in actuality, I should do that anyway, and just not." 
you know, you shouldn't take yeah. a wrong deed to or something that you probably shouldn't be doing to make feel bad about it. But in my head, that's it's always a constant. You know, mm-hmm. I sometimes like what I like about comedy and what I liked about wrestling and jujitsu and even like Muay Thai or or whatever it is is that I get to just stop the inner the inner factory that's working in my head. Exactly. Though, but the problem is that it takes sometimes takes those type of things to get me to stop thinking. Right. I overthink everything. Everything. Yeah, that's a big problem. I overthink overthinking. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. Especially right. after podcasts and you're like, should I delete should I take this out? Should oh I yeah. That? I mean you know it firsthand. <laughs> and that's how it is because in my mind, like, okay, let's say I said something about Let's say Rashad Evans. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, did I just piss off Rashad Evans? And it was probably nothing that he even, even care about. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, fuck, I'll leave it in. And then Rashad will hear it. And then he'll fucking hate me. And he'll tell all his friends to hate me. And then they'll, it'll get back to my boss at PFL. And then I'll get fired. And then I can't like, provide food for my kid anymore because I'm not getting that check mm-hmm. or something. And then I got to drive an Uber. It always leads back to me driving Uber. <laughs> which is not even that bad. People drive Uber all the time. You can drive for Speedweed. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with driving Uber at all. But it always, like, it used to, at least now, it used to always end up with me at, alone at a strip club at noon, mm-hmm. you know, um, do, uh, watching a day shift. By the way, Mayhem Miller keeps calling me from prison. He's in prison? Yeah, he's in jail. And I'm, I'm trying to take the call, but it, it I have to pay for the call. Really? My credit card, like 50 bucks, which I which I, which I, I still will do. But the problem is, is that every time I put in my credit card number, it doesn't take it. Like not my, like it's like it's so fucking weird. Do you know why he's trying to call you? I, I don't know. I don't. I'm sure. I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't. Is the word out? Like is this public information? That he's in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Is it public information of why he's in jail? Uh, no. I don't, right. I don't know exactly why. So probably shouldn't. Well, you don't know, so we can't even say. Yeah. Although I, but if you do talk to him, I'm trying to take the call. He just, but he called me like, five, I tried five times. To, I'm like, all right, I'll pay. It's not even cheap. It's like $50 to take this fucking call. Are you serious? Yeah. $50 um, to call someone in prison? Yeah, well, it was 25 minimum and then 50 that like, I was gonna, yeah, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. You know, man, look, the guy's in his fucking bottom right now. Mm-hmm. He's reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he doesn't want money because I can't afford to give him any money. Yeah. You know, but um I mean I'll talk to him. Right. You know? I feel bad for him. I, I, I like mayhem. When I when I think of mayhem I think of him driving two three hours to come talk to my wrestling team and give them a motivational speech. Plus he had a girl to see. But still like I <laughs> I think of that. You know, those yes. are the memories I like of Mayhem. You know, so I mean, I growing up, I would watch him on MTV, dude, Bully Beatdown. I looked up to him as a as a young man who was not even interested in the UFC at that time. I just loved that show. Yeah. So he was like the first fighter that I really became familiar with. Yeah. So it's very strange. No, I, mean, I, I look. Mayhem's got a lot of great qualities, which is why he was such a a star. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he has a lot of demons and and may have mental health issues, you right. know, and should be on medication, probably a lot of medication. And I think he stops taking it, and well, as do a lot of people when they yeah. feel better. The problem is, you take medication, you're like, oh, I feel better. This is great. I don't mm-hmm. need medication anymore. And then boom. You yeah, know? especially psych medication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now. It's funny. We have a match on Thursday. I'm so, I'm so annoyed because, okay, so we have these two kids on our team. Yeah. The kid from uh, Chechnya, who I talk about all the time, who won his match, who the kid's like right from Chechnya. He wants to be like next Khabib. He's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's cool. So he, he, his parents moved. So he had to go to a different school. The school doesn't have wrestling. Wow. The kid ran for president of his school 
on the basis of getting a wrestling program. He lost to the kid who was having a Valentine's Day dance. But like, <laughs> he doesn't even speak English. And he ran for He's like, I want the wrestling team. And then no one voted for him. I guess some people voted for him. But he didn't win. And then in, in math, in gym class, he's like, I'll give anyone $5 if they can take me down. And he took down the whole class. Like, I, I love this kid, right? Wow. But he, he doesn't have a team. So I let him come train with us. Mm-hmm. because he doesn't have a team. Another kid, similar situation. Great wrestler, super sweet kid, doesn't have a team. Because a lot of schools in Southern California don't have wrestling. Right. So we have a match coming up. Now these two kids are like two of my best kids. I would like them to wrestle for us. But in the league rules, they have to be part of our team. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but they don't have a team. It's not like we're taking kids from other teams. But one thing if I was going to the, the best teams in the fucking district and be like, hey, you come here, you know, yes. join our team. That, yes. that would be kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. But they, don't, they literally go to schools that don't have teams. Now, in other cities in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, you can, or even in high school in California, you could join the team, but not in middle school. So now these kids wrestle every day for me. The one kid takes, the kid from Chechnya takes a bus, like, Two buses to get there. Wow. He's always late. He's like 30 minutes. He, his parents pay for the program, but he's got no matches. And I'm like, all right, why don't they wrestle for us and we won't even count team points? So they won't even be part of it. And they're like, just to get him matches. They're like, no, it's not part. We have to bring it up at the, at the meeting. And I'm like, there's fucking three teams in our league. Mm-hmm. This is not, the wolf's well, not in the Constitution. The, fuck, the Constitution? Like, what, <laughs> what, are we, what the fuck are we talking about here? These kids want to wrestle. You have kids there. Well, why don't you have them wrestle kids on your team? Because they wrestle kids on our team every fucking day. Yeah. Uh, like, that's because they don't want to wrestle. They go to practice. They wrestle kids from our team. It's just so annoying. That sucks, dude. You got to be this kid's like manager, dude, and get him into the UFC or uh, the kids. Well, kid, he's PFL. thirteen years old or fourteen in PFL. Yeah, but he's still a little young for that. But it's just <laughs> annoying that like I'm like they have kids. I'm like just to have it be an exhibition. Mm-hmm. No, because they know they're gonna lose, and it's just that's so frustrating. It's like these kids don't have a wrestling team. Is he in middle school? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know most middle schools don't have wrestling teams. Yeah, and, and we do. And so we're bringing a couple kids. That, he can't wrestle for us last year. He was yeah. on our team last year. We yeah, like exactly. just cherry-picked him. But anyways, that's fucking annoying. That, is, that sucks, dude. Um, yeah. On a lighter note, I wanted to ask you. So this is it's the holiday season. Yep. And this is uh, your daughter's first Christmas. roundabout. Yeah. So as you being a Jewish person <laughs> or from Jewish descent and Bree being Christian, are you going to go the Jewish route or the Christian route or both? Uh, we, do, but we, we lit the holiday candles. Um, yeah. But my wife is like very Christian. Yes. Like she goes to church on Sundays. And Does like, she? Yeah. She doesn't drag you along? No. Well, she's asked, but I'm like, no. But now I'm becoming more Jewish to like counteract her Christianity. Wow. Okay. Like, just That's to a good like, move. <laughs> but yeah, but I don't even, I don't even want to like, I don't want to start going to temple now. And like, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, send Adam Hunter, uh, MMA roasted yarmulke, please. <laughs> we need to fully ascend him into the Jewish realm. It's annoying. How are you doing? What's going on with you? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I just got back from a weekend in Big Bear with my family, and I am now a heavy uh, gambling addict. No. Yeah. What are you gambling on? Uh, MMA, UFC, fights. Okay. And uh, I now feel your pain of the <laughs> six-fight parlay That's the, losing streak. Every time. It's the fucking parlay. They get you. You'd be so better off betting one-on-one, but it's yeah. not as fun. You don't win the big money. Yeah, you win like $3. Yeah. But the problem is, I this fight, I 
dude, my picks were solid. I had every single fight that I picked, they were winning. You know, I had Gilbert Burns. I had this person. Yeah. But what fucked me was Claudia Gadelia winning or losing her fight against Nina Ansaroff. Because I picked her. I had like 20 bet lines. And I picked her on almost every single one of them. <laughs> and then so when she lost, I, I mean, it just went yeah. through hell. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the fights because this is a sure. fighting podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Claudia Gadella, I think she needs a new camp. I don't know where she's training at, but yeah. it seems like she's not going up. In her career, and exactly. she's getting gassed. She gassed out early. Yeah. Um, but Nina Ansaroff, look, when your wife is Amanda Nunez, yes, and you're training with Amanda Nunez, Every who's day. 20 pounds heavier than you, who's the best fighter in the world right now, other than Cyborg. And if you want to say Rose, but I still think Cyborg's probably the, the best fighter in the world. Yeah. Pound for pound, women, you know, and um, man's. Uh, well, I mean, dominant. I mean, yeah. Has anybody come close to? I, it's it's the whole steroid thing that yeah. that 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 kills her. But you, you know, people keep sleeping on Nina Ansaroff, but everyone keeps telling everyone how at ATT this is the best fight. This is the one, and I think it's a, a case of where it's finally. I could act. I can see it. I can see it. But Claudia, I don't know. I mean, it's, it kind of started with the. Uh, with the what's the name fight with the Carla Esparza fight, where yeah. it, just, it just seemed like the Claudia that was just wrecking people back in the day, or the one that fought Joanna twice that was really close. Yes, I don't know if the girls are catching up. She got destroyed by uh, Jessica Andrade too. Yeah, that also yeah. didn't help either. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was a crazy fight. I was wrong. Look, you're talking about a guy who watches more MMA than probably 95 percent of the population in the world. Yeah. maybe 99. percent I mean, I'm 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 hardcore. Yes, there are more hardcore people than I am. Okay, I'm sure some of them listen to podcasts. Yeah, CB. Ah, uh, maybe I don't know about CB Gold because I because I'll, I'll watch LFAs and he won't. Okay. But there are guys that watch everything, and there are guys that look. I started late. There are guys that that will talk about NHB with you, and you know they'll bring up a name, and I'm like, who? And they look at me like I'm like I don't know who Donald <laughs> Trump is. Like, what? How the fuck you live on this planet? And, you don't know that like Melvin Manhoff fought this person and, and like you know or people that know it, it dates back to the Bojaski. Yeah, I'm, you know who you are listening. Yeah. Okay, kudos to you. Go outside, get some fucking air. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? Brian Ortega is going to win this fight, and I think maybe it was because I was at the Frankie Edgar Ortega fight, and mm -hmm. I picked Edgar in that fight. And I just saw the way that he just ran through Frankie Edgar. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Holloway was looked like he was concussed. He didn't look great in this one either. Mm -hmm. There, and he was slurring some of his words, sort of. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe the writing. Maybe they just trained too hard in Hawaii, and he's taking too many punches and yeah. concussions, and I don't know something. And boy, was I fucking wrong. Yeah, me too. I had Ortega winning too, dude. <sighs> Man, and I think a lot of it is, I don't know, because I talked to Boz Rutten today about it, because I talked, me and Boz did a PFL sketch, which could come out soon, but he was like, I was like, do you think maybe um, Ortega didn't use his grappling? Like, that was his big advantage, and he didn't, he just didn't do anything? And he's like, nope, Ortega fought the perfect fight for him mm. of, you know, let Holloway tire himself out, don't throw too many punches in the first round mm. and go after it second because if you gas out trying to take and I, maybe it just maybe I was I don't know if I was oversold on Holloway or over, on Ortega and unders on Holloway I don't know I just it was well, crazy the thing is Ortega did try to take Holloway down multiple times but that just but shows not, how good Holloway is but not is. that many times not as many times as you think mm -hmm. um, and people are like who should Holloway fight? look 
I think Frankie Edgar should get the next shot. People are like, he's already had a bunch of shots. I don't care. <laughs> he comes on the podcast. He's been in my comedy show. He's uh-huh. a friend of mine. And give him a last hurrah. Because I think he does well against Holloway. Yeah. Because he's going to go for the wrestling the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's got way better wrestling than Ortega. Uh, and I think that he's going to just know that. But I, I don't want to see Co- Connor versus Holloway. You don't? I, I do. At 155? I, at 55? Yeah. But why not at... Uh, yeah, at 55? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could Connor... Well, but they're 45, right? Uh, they fought at 45. Uh, but Holloway and Ortega are 45. Yeah. Yeah, so then why would they fight at 55? Well, they say that now Holloway, he's cleaned out the 145 division, basically. I mean, all the, the big fights and the high contender fights. So they're saying the best option for him is to move to 55 because he has Tony Ferguson. He could fight... Uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, all these people are, that can be and, lined up for Holloway. Well, Zabit. Zabit. Yeah, I would love to see Max versus Zabit. It was Zabit 55, right? Uh, for who? Zabit in general. No, he's 145. He's 45? Yeah. Yeah, I would say you got to have Zabit and then also that guy, uh, Hanato. Mociano. Yeah, that Mocano. guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That guy's really good. Is a, is a beast too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's a, it's great. It's a great time to be a 45, 55 pounder because yeah. those, there are some monsters there. Exactly. I, I think it's the best. It's unbelievable. Right. Um, who else fought? Uh, who else? Oh, uh, Joanna and Jacek, Valentina. No. I, I was like, Joanna, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, cra- it's just one of those things where like, even people were like, saying how Ortega will be fine. Ortega's mm-hmm. going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know because a lot of people can bounce back from that loss mm-hmm. and a lot of people can't. And we've seen it. We've seen it plenty of times where they, that one L, all of a sudden, they just can't you know, get over that one L or mm-hmm. it's not the same. And Joanna, it seems like I, she was so dominant. Yeah. And Dana said to have her back at 15, she's going to have to go back to 15. Yeah. Because she looked undersized at 25. Who did she fight? At 15? Yeah. The winner of Rose Andrade. She beat Andrade. I mean, she killed Andrade. and killed her, but she outclassed her. Okay. So I think Andrade might beat Rose. It's very possible. I mean, she, that girl's a monster. Yeah, she is. I saw her fight Jessica Penny in L.A., and Penny's a tough girl. Mm-hmm. And she just ran through her. It was nuts. With her knockout over, what's her name? Who she, uh, Carolina? Carolina? Yeah. That was oh. vicious, dude. Yeah, I just woke up today. <laughs> That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that girl has power. And you don't see it that many times with girls. For some reason, there's a lot less knockouts with the girls than the guys. Uh, yeah. So when you see a girl like Jessica Andrade, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. So do you think the UFC should just give Joanna someone that they know that she will beat first before they give her another like title fight? Uh, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that uh, that other girl, the girl from Tatiana Suarez. Oh, yeah, dude. I think she should be next in line. For uh, what, what, what class is she? She's at 115. Okay. And she is a monster. She's a monster. So maybe her versus Joanna. But I just, I don't want to see Joanna <laughs> against like any more like dominant wrestler people. Well, so well, that, well, well, the other girl wasn't a dominant wrestler. Neither was Rose. But she's a better wrestler than Joanna, right? Yeah, but Joanna never lost to a wrestler. I guess that's true. And Valentina, what's her like her main martial arts? Kickboxing. Just kickboxing. She's an insane kickboxer. Right. She beat Joanna twice in kickboxing. Yeah. Her thing is kickboxing. Yeah. It seems like favorite. that's who gives Joanna problems, not the wrestlers. I mean, Carla Sparza is a great wrestler. Joanna buried her. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll tell you, I was happy for 
Diego Lima. Yeah, I picked him, dude. Everybody told me I was crazy for picking Diego Lima. He's a friend. By the way, guys, we have a nanny this time on the show. Uh, last time, I know everyone wants Violet back on the show. She had a lot of uh, great opinions on MMA, but uh, we have a great nanny from Nigeria. Uh, she, was, she was in med school. Awesome. Yeah, yeah smarter than bo- all of us combined. Yeah. Um, so... Diego Lima was happy because there's a guy that I watched personally get wrecked a couple times. Yeah. Some Jesse Taylor ran through him. Another guy ran through him. I think it was uh, for the Ultimate Fighter finale. I think he just got... That was Jesse Taylor. Yeah, but, but the other Ultimate Fighter finale, I was there. He got beat too by uh, that guy that was in the... Eddie Truck Gordon. Oh, okay. And just murdered the guy. Wow. And uh, yeah, he's had a tough time. Mm-hmm. But then he was in Titan FC for my friend David Michaud. That was a war. He, he, the guy was like, he earned his way back. Yeah. So to get, he seemed to get the knockout. I was super happy Me for too, him. Me too, dude. I was really, really happy for and him. And then the, an, an amazing fight on that oh. card was Jimmy Manoa, Tiago Santos, dude. Yeah, that fucking hammer on the chest. That yeah. was a, that's a scary dude. Yeah. That Tiago Santos and Manoa, I felt bad for Manoa. That dude just came out. Guns are fucking blazing. Yeah, this was at 205, right? Yeah. Dang, dude. That's one of the, like, when I was making my bets for the fight, I did not want to bet on that fight. Now, would you tell that guy, like, hey, like, like, if you didn't like his tattoo, would you tell him that? No, right? No. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool tattoo, just bad location, and it's too big. You yeah, know? but I, I would this never tell him strange. that, though. Yeah. No. Uh, no way, dude. I've seen worse tattoos. There was a girl I did a show one time, and I do a joke about how I like when girls have tattoos right above their ass. I used to call them doggy style decorations. When you're behind <laughs> them, you're like, oh, look at that. And like, if I was the girl, I'd get one that says pull out or I'm keeping it. Right. So I did with that whole thing, and this girl comes to me after my show. She's like, I have a tattoo on my ass. It's like bigger girl. Okay. I'm like, oh, what does it say? She said, deeper. I said, oh, no, no, it doesn't. I go, she, she pulls on her pants. It said deeper, like when you're behind her, like she wants you to go deeper. Like, like D-E-E-P-E-R? Yeah, deeper. Okay. Yeah, on her ass. Nice. Is that like on her ass or was it like a, above her ass, like, like tramp stamp? Uh, no, it was on her actual ass. Like D-E-P-E-R, yes. It was... Uh. That's interesting. Uh, do you have her phone number or anything? No, like that? <laughs> I'm sure if you maybe Google "girl with deeper on her ass," maybe That's she'll so come funny. up. But yeah, that was the worst tattoo I've seen. Wow, who has the worst uh, tattoo in the UFC? CB Gold. Yeah. Oh no, um, the worst tattoo in the, U- in the UFC, probably the Alan Belcher tattoo because it doesn't look like Johnny Cash. Oh yeah, it's like one. Elvis yeah. yes. slash like, yeah, that that's pretty bad. Um, I don't know, Darren Elkins. I like that's Elkins, very bad. but the damage. Yeah. Like I even told him it should be the, the brain damage. For that <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't find that funny at all. Really? Yeah, he he didn't laugh at all. But I like him. He's a good yes, dude. Yes, I love Darren Elkins. I, I like his wife too. She's a comic. Really? She's, yeah, she's funny. She's actually really funny. That's awesome. And she's like has this like high voice, like blah, 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 but does the dirtiest shit yeah. you've ever heard. They've been together since high school. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. What do yeah. you think about Gunnar Nelson, uh, Alex Oliveira? I didn't see that one. Who won that fight? Gunnar Nelson by rear naked choke in like the second round or something like that. That was the only one I, I didn't see. I guess he cut Alex's forehead open and blood started just squirting out like a garden hose, dude. Really? I wasn't really paying attention to that fight for some reason, but I missed <laughs> that, that one. That was the only one. I, that was the only one I didn't see. I, yeah. I, oh, and then I, I, I didn't see because I was on a cruise ship, so I couldn't see him. Yeah. I had to wait till I got off the ship. Like, oh man! And I watched him like in the. I know it's, it's always like when I can't see it that every tweet is like greatest fight in the history of all time like we're never gonna win it anything like that if you miss this you should kill yourself it's yeah. always like i'm always the guy like oh of course that's yeah. the one 
and then I went, I, and then I stayed for like, you know, Stephen Thompson, Tyron Woodley too. Like, that's the <laughs> one that I like miss work for or something. Yeah. It's always. So it's, do you like, since you can't watch them the night of, do you try to avoid spoilers until you can watch them? I, I was trying to until a sports center came on and oh, they man. like, and then they, cause I actually was, was on the ship and I wanted to see who won the, um, the boxing match. Right. Cause there was a good boxing match. That guy was like undefeated. I got the guy's name. He's like, oh, he's not undefeated. He's, he was like 390 and one and amateur. Okay. And then now he's like, he has one loss, his pro. It's like uh-huh. his first fight was a, was a title shot. But since they're calling him like the, the best thing ever. I forgot the guy's name. I'm sure people know who exactly I'm talking about. But he fought on Saturday night. So I was trying to watch it because they kept teasing it. Yeah. And on the ship, they go like, oh, coming up next, like uh, this fight. And then they go to like women's badminton. And, and like... <laughs> Yeah, it would never. It's like some weird ESPN International thing where they just put on whatever you don't want to watch. Yeah. So yeah. So then I couldn't. But then I was trying to watch it, and then of course this is you know the UFC highlights came on. Right. I was fucked. Dang. Do you ever plan your shows or like book your shows around UFC events? This weekend I'm in Milwaukee. Yeah. This weekend I'm 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 like the first time I'm actually traveling to a city. Just to do the night before. Wow. Yeah, I, I, did, I did it once in Kansas City too. So you're gonna be at the fights? Yes, I take, I'm taking off Saturday. I got tickets. Yes. Wow. Yes. Taking my little brother. He's never been to a UFC fight. I've never been to a UFC fight either. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll take you to one. Well, there's one coming to Los Angeles in the near future. I forgot which car. Yeah, it is. yeah. I'm in um, uh, I'm actually in Portland that night. Yeah, yeah. It's in Anaheim, right? I think so. I don't know who's fighting. All right. So I'm calling. All right. Uh calling you now we're calling gary tona now sweet yeah this dude this dude's gonna be gary's the truth he's gonna be trouble for a lot of people a lot of people a lot like uh yeah i i don't, I don't see many people beating him and he's getting better the only thing that i do get a little worried about with gary and it's i like gary it's no disrespect to gary is that he he's starting to fall in love with his striking okay, and yeah. that's the one part where i'm like i think he can get caught right and i'll tell him that but uh what the fuck do I know? He's the one in there doing it. I'm, I just have a podcast with my cat and dog next to me. And what organization does he fight for? 1FC. And we're going to talk about that too, whether he could be traded to the UFC now. Awesome. Who would you love to see Gary Tonin fight? Anybody. Ben I mean, he's only, he's only had three fights so far. So I don't want him to like get, get in over his head. But I mean, the writing's on the wall. This dude's a star. Right. Uh, let's see. Hold on. It's phenomenal jujitsu. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, world class. Yeah, he's in the... Like, He's probably among the top people. Damn. What? I was loud. All right. Yeah, he's probably the top jujitsu practitioners in the world today, dude. Oh, he's definitely him. And, he's got uh, wins over Vinny Magalish. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, you look at the guys he's beaten. Dylan Dennis like three times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see that. AJ Armazon, yeah, like four times. Yeah. I mean, he's beaten the best. Um. All right, so we're calling right now. And he's the head instructor at Brunswick Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's such a nice guy. He's a nice guy, but then you watch his like, Twitter feed, it's hilarious. He likes a lot of porno uh, stuff on Twitter, and it always shows up. Gary Tonin likes uh, Riley Reed getting fucked in the ass. Oh, really? And it's a, like a gif of her. It's like, damn. There were some fighters recently that were uh, their, their dicks were on the internet. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yes. Uh, I've had my... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you come recalling on, him? Yeah, come on, Gary, pick up. Pick up, Gary. Literally just said, give you a heads up. Heads up. 
He was funny. He said, give me a heads up. I gave him a heads up. The last time we tried to call him, he was eating a sandwich or something. Oh, come uh, on. Fuck. Come on. Hey. Oh, come on. All right, here we go. Well, Gary Tonin, you messed up, dude. You missed No, he your... didn't. He said, give me a heads up. First of all, he thought it was two hours earlier. He's like, you're not calling me today? So now, so uh, I always say PST. People, you know, PST is... Pacific Standard yeah, Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, they just, I don't know, they think like, I'm writing PS. Like, He's in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's P- like, psst. Yeah, I don't know what they think. He's funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll try him again. Right. One more time. Gary Tonin. You can call me now. Hello, Gary Tonin. What's going on, my man? What's up? How are you doing, man? Pretty good. Just got back from the DR, feeling pretty good. Nice. Everything okay? Everything is great, my friend. Good, good, good. I watched, uh, I watched all your fights today. Uh, I watched them when they happen, but I watched them again. And, uh, dude, you're, you're, you're on a roll, man. You're on a tear. Although, I, do, I will have to say, last time on the show, you promised us you were going to show us the proper way to pull guard in a fight, and that never happened. <laughs> I still haven't done that, have I? No. No. No, I haven't. I'll have to show you one of these days. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I thought about doing it, but I had other plans in mind. Does the second guy you fought, the guy from India, he cracked you pretty hard within like three seconds of the fight. How, how hurt were you? Oh, yeah. Were you, were you rocked? Oh, I mean, I've, I felt it, bro. <laughs> definitely like, you know, definitely with, uh, with that guy, I, I noticed the, the weight difference pretty early. Um, and uh, I was definitely hurt, man. Not in a, not in like a you know I got KO'd kind of way or like wobbled or anything like that, but it definitely was like a wake up call. Like, hey man, you're not going to be able to mess with this guy, because when I originally watched a lot of his tape, I, it just looked kind of awkward. Didn't really seem like there was a lot of power behind the punches, but I guess maybe with the weight difference and all small gloves, you never really know. But man, those right hands hurt for sure. Yeah. So, no. Uh, and I was saying to to Joe, I honestly think the sky is the limit for you. Like, I honestly believe that you could be a world champion in this. I do, my one concern, if I had any critique, and who the fuck am I? Oh, boy. Is that you might get be falling in love with your striking a little too much. Yeah, you think so? I mean, do you, what, what, do, you, well, what do you think? Well when's, the, well, when's the time to do it? When's the time to be in love with my striking? Is it the time to, to play with my striking when I'm, I'm fighting somebody that's a <laughs> knockout artist? Is no, that a good time? I don't know when it is, but, but, I, know, but I do notice like a, some of the guys like Ben Askren or like the, Chad Mendez... Like they just use sure. they just use their their wrestling for like ten to get to ten and zero or eleven and zero, and then they finally got comfortable and you could see like you know. Whereas you're doing it right off the fucking bat. I mean, props to you. I think it's awesome, but I do get nervous sure. for guys like you and Aaron Pico, who are so dominant in other in jujitsu or wrestling that fuck you know. I don't I, I don't want to see you get get rocked or, or hurt or like click. Sure, sure. But I promise you this: anytime that anytime I need my jujitsu, it's there. Right. It's never going to be a time where, you know, like, I mean, even, the, even that fight with him, you know, I, I knew after round two that the chances of me, like, putting him away on the feet were probably pretty minimal. Uh, I just didn't have the skills to do it at that time. So I said, all right, we're going to finish this in the third round. You know, I'm going to sub this guy. You know, um, I mean, I, said, try to, I think I tried to submit him a few times in the second round, too, though. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I'm, it's not like uh, you know, I lost it. I'm still training jiu-jitsu every day. Got you know, it. it's very different. It's very different than me just going off to hell with everything I've been doing the last 10 years. I just want to make sure that I'm comfortable when I'm out there with the little gloves throwing punches, man. Because no. it's very different than just sparring 
in the training room. It's just so different. Well, everything you're doing is, is working. Um, now, I do got to say also uh, uh, a couple things. First of all, thank you for sticking up for comedians because you said every time a comedian apologizes, <laughs> you want to fucking kill yourself or something. And I agree. Oh, it's the worst. What's up with it, right? It's the worst. I mean, we're fucking- Listen, man, you know, I just, I think if anybody, you know, I understand some people apologizing that have like, you know, about certain things that have like, you know, public images and, you know, people like, I don't know, like, you know, a politician or something wants to apologize for saying something. I guess I get it because, you know, that's part of their job, you know, but your job is to be a comedian. Like you're supposed to be edgy. You're supposed to be funny. You're supposed to offend people. Like for you to have to apologize, I feel like goes against everything that you are. You know, if you ever have to make an apology and I understand that sometimes, you know, the public forces it. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, if I was in the same situation, I wouldn't have been forced to do the same thing, but I, ah, man, it makes me cringe. I hate it when a, when a comedian has to apologize, especially when it has to do with something that they said. Um, it's just like everything about you. And if you're a comedian, I don't care if it's a Twitter post, I don't care if it's an actual joke, whatever the case may be is you as an entertainer everything that you do, you know, regardless of whether or not somebody takes it seriously or not. So like everything you do has to be like that. It has to like cause conflict. It has, otherwise who's going to pay attention. You know what I mean? Like who, who really is going to be entertained by, by nothing. You're you know, the average joke that your dad's going to tell you. hundred percent. Right. No. And also well, as comedians for every 10 jokes we write, seven are going to suck. It's just like, this is the sure. law of averages. So now yeah. I got to apologize for seven jokes. Like, no, like I have no. to tell these jokes to know if they work or not. And yeah. You, it's just like me trying out my striking, right? You know, you're going to go to a couple before you're going to release a live show, a live show or whatever the case may be on Netflix or something. You're going to go to a couple shittier, you know, clubs right. and fucking shoot some shit out there. And every once in a while, you're going to say some shit that just pisses people off. Right. And it's not, it's not funny to anybody, but you got to try, you yeah. know, and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have done it. Or that you should have to apologize. I don't know. It's it's crazy to me though. Heck, heckling's even worse. You know what happened with you the other day? Like, oh man. Oh, that was like the, the worst. The, it was the like audacity a... people have to stand up in front of a live audience. Oh, the worst and, is that, and, and that, that's like editing while you're on stage. It actually was a crazy. lot worse than that. And the thing was, it was a cruise ship, and it was a kid show. And I, and like, sure, I understand sure. you're gonna heckle me on an adult show where I could say whatever the fuck I want. But now you're limiting <laughs> me to like, I have to carefully select my words to respond to you yes. so I don't piss Your off hands a, are tied. a three-year-old. I'm like, you're, that, that's, <laughs> you're just being a, it's just a cheap shot. It's a fucking cheap shot. It's yes, crap. yes, yes. Now I got to say also, Gary, <laughs> what I do like about, well, about your, about, about your, uh, your fights, every one of your doubles, your head is on the, in the middle of the guy's body. You don't shoot with your head to the side. Uh, I wouldn't say I never do. I wouldn't say I never do, but I, I have a, a specific takedown. It saw me do it twice in my last fight, uh, once, once well and once like, okay, um, this, this uh, type of, of switching shot that I do and uh, shifting, shifting shot, I should say. And uh, it's incredibly successful in the training room and clearly like in my actual fights, something I've been developing for a little while now. And it's, if man, it works really, really well. Now, is that so that guys can't grab your head and try to go for a guillotine? No, I don't really care so much about that. In fact, I'll tell you this. I would say 90% of the takedowns that we practice in shoe boxing, my head is on the outside. Okay. That's most of the ones that we practice. Like, because George was incredibly successful with a head outside double. Right. So, knowing that information, you know, we use that a lot in our shoe box practices. But I personally have had a lot of other successes with a head inside shot. Um, There's just something about the way 
Uh, there's something about the way that I'm setting it up, I think, that's catching people off guard more than anything. Sometimes I do that shot, and I literally don't even grab the person's legs. My knee comes behind their hamstring, and they just fall down just from the, just wow. from the surprise of the impact. Now, I still am nervous to go back to jiu-jitsu after getting ACL surgery. Uh, what, can you tell, what can you tell me? Because to, to, I'm 40, I got a baby. I've been doing sure, Muay Thai sure, sure, sure. three or four days a week. But how can you convince yeah. me? Because my, my wife's like, what are you fucking doing? You're not, you're not yeah. going for the belt. Uh, my Listen, dad's it's, like, so, it's funny. But what the, you, a guy was just telling me. He said, I, just, I just walked into the academy 10 seconds ago. Um, this is why I needed a heads up because I needed to tell my guys, like, yo, I, I'm doing an interview. But anyway. Uh, and the guy was like, he's the father of two of the kids that we got training. He goes, Hey man, you know, I got ACL surgery a long time ago. I'm thinking about joining, you know, is it going to be dangerous? And I was like, bro, walking down your stairs is dangerous. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know that it's, you know, there's more danger that comes with doing a, a contact sport, but maybe you can get hurt doing anything. I threw out my back today doing nothing. I was just like, I was just bending over and I'm like, oh man, you gotta be kidding me, man. Right. Um, so, but the, the fact of the matter is, is you just got to find a way to train safe. Like you try to find a way to train it to the best of your ability, whether you got an injury or not. Right. Certain things, you get a super, something super serious. You got to sit it out for a little bit. No problem. But the best thing to do is to always find a reason, a, a, a reason in a way to be there, not a reason not to be there. Yeah, Cause otherwise yeah, you're right. every little thing that happens to you, bro, you're just never going to show up. You're, you're never going to do anything. You're going to sit at home forever. You're you know? No, you're right. You're um, right. You, you, I'm, I'm in. Next you'll week, always in. be able to find something, you know? I don't know. I, I, especially when you're a little older, right? Like, I mean, even me at 27, like, there's always something hurting, man. Like, if there's my elbow, wrist, back, it doesn't make a difference. So if I just waited till all that shit was healed, it, would just, it never would be. Right. Thank you. That's very inspiring. Uh, and I'm going to listen to you. No, for real. I don't think it's going to help your wife no, well, what want you to train. It'll, it'll but... help me because I'll, I'll be too tired to get mad at her. So, uh, so now, um, now one FC is now trading people. Are you up for discussion about being traded to the UFC? I, I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I don't think, I don't think they're that's, that's in their mind anytime soon. I could, I could be wrong. You never know. Uh, in my eyes, I think they, uh, they appreciate having me around. I think the Ben Askren thing was a very specific situation because it was his time. You know what I mean? He had done a lot in one. And, uh, you know, he basically, you know, he retired ultimately. So if it wasn't going to be, if he wasn't going to go to the UFC, he just wouldn't have really done anything, you know, cause that's really the only grounds he hasn't proven himself in. So, man, I think, I think that was the deal for him, you know, but I think for, for one, I still have a lot to do there yet. So I don't see that happening anytime in the near future, you know, maybe one day if I'm in a similar position that would happen. But man, right now I'm very happy with what they're doing. I think they're very happy with me. No, Askren Lawler. Askren has not trained MMA in a year. Uh, he's yeah. strictly wrestling, and they're throwing him against a guy whose chin is like a fucking brick shit house. Uh, man, what do you think's gonna happen? Tough, tough fight, man. That's a tough fight to walk onto. You know, I mean, Askren makes it difficult because he comes in with a pretty big record. You know, and uh, he talks. He's talking a big game, so it's it's not it's not a situation where they're gonna give him an easy fight. Also, traditionally the UFC doesn't really appreciate his style. So I'm sure they're looking to find, you know, guys that are going to beat him up. So I think they did a, I think they did the right, the, you know, a good job, like finding somebody super tough for him to walk onto. And I think that, uh, I think we're all going to find out how successful he's going to be in the future real quick. Um, with this fight. Cause this is a, this is a tough one. You know, it, it, Rory fought, uh, Lawler and they had a war man and it wasn't like easy for, and Rory's great at taking people down and, 
and his grappling's not bad either. And he didn't have an easy time, you know, doing anything like that to Lawler. So I know, of course, Ben Askren's, you know, it's definitely a, a you know different caliber to say, to say the least. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know, man. It's a tough fight. It's a real tough fight. I'm excited that this is the fight that's going to happen, though, because like from the first fight on, we're going to know, you know, how successful he's going to be out there. I right. think. Now, who do you like in uh, in the TJ Dillashaw against um, Henry Cejudo? TJ versus Henry Cejudo. I think TJ will, will beat him for sure. I, I just, I mean, I think that TJ. I think TJ has everything that DJ had, but extra weight. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think you know. And and Henry didn't have an easy time with DJ. You know, he scraped out a decision. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I don't agree with the decision or not. I think it was a close call. I'm just saying, like, it's not like he massacred DJ. And I think TJ has every, all the skills that DJ has. Right. So I, I really, I see TJ, I see TJ beating him pretty easily. Now, last week against the Hollywood Ortega fight, I was surprised that Ortega didn't try to get it to the ground sooner. It seemed like that was where Dude, he did for sure. I mean, were you surprised that he didn't do that? Man, it was so surprising. Uh, I, when I, I watched the fight, now, granted, I was probably drunk in the Dominican Republic while watching the fight, so I probably didn't get a full view of exactly what was going on. But <laughs> I think I understood enough to be like, man, like, why isn't he trying to take this guy down? I know there were some attempts, you know, and people say that. I feel like at, by the time he was really fighting hard to try to take him down, he was already so beat up that it, it, it wasn't really like his 100%. I, I don't know, man. I, I just thought I was going to see a very different fight. And I think maybe he got a little overconfident when he fought Frankie and beat Frankie and knocked him out. You know, uh, maybe that just gave him an overinflated sense of, like, how good his boxing is um, or how good his stand-up is. I just, I just don't think he's on the same level as Holloway. Now, um, now, now you're in New Jersey. How come you don't go over and train with some of those, like, Frankie Edgar and those guys? Well, um, man, we were all connected, you know, um, part of Ricardo Almeida Association, Henzo Gracie, uh, Tom DeBlas, all those guys. Uh, I just, I train full time in the city. Um, and I, I train under John and that's like most of the training that I get. Um, so I, I just haven't, I haven't been back that way in a little while, you know, um, at the, basically the, the, the main reason at the beginning was, is that I sucked. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think it would have helped them or me really to be in the same room because uh, it would have just been like, you know, either, either he, you know, I would have accidentally done something stupid and hurt somebody. You know, I wanted to make sure I got all the kinks out. So maybe sometime in the future when I need some tougher sparring, I'll head down that way for sure. But I think at the beginning it was just like, man, I got to learn how to, how to just throw a couple punches before I, I want to step in there with, uh, you know, former UFC champion. Well, dude, I mean, I, I watched your, your stand-up. <laughs> it's a tough room down there, man. It's a tough room. Well, I watched your stand-up, man. I mean, you're like you're going southpaw, you're switching, you're he- they were comparing you to Mike Tyson in your last fight. I'm not kidding. The guy said yeah. he reminds you of Mike Tyson. I mean, the one thing that, that separates, not one thing, I mean, clearly fucking Tyson is... <laughs> It's a killer. I, I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't really put myself in, this, in the in the same category. But I will say that the biggest difference between what I was doing and, and what you would see a Mike Tyson doing, and, and this is something I want to be able to correct in the future, is you don't see me putting as much pressure. Like you don't see me pushing someone towards the fence as often. I'm much more in and out, side to side. And maybe it's a little bit of the ADHD. I don't know that I move around so much. But um, I would like to be, you know, more 
pushing forward with some of that. Some of those right hands that I threw, I truly believe the reason that they didn't connect was exactly that. I, I was too in and out. And that's it, really good for not getting hit, you know, the whole in and out and moving the head and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's hard to, to consistently make contact with hard punches if you're just fighting from the outside. Um, you know, that's, it's tougher to do. So I'm going to work on that in the future. Tyson is who I watch more than anybody else. So uh, I'm absolutely going to, going to try to work on that. I, I'm looking forward to hitting somebody with power. Something else so far, on, you know, only one or two have slipped in there and really, really knocked somebody loose. So. I would love that. Now, another thing you need to work on is that, uh, so Phil Baroni, a couple months ago, someone put a, posted a dick pic of him, and then you said, <laughs> I want to be on your level. Uh, you actually liked it. Most, <laughs> mo- most people were disgusted by it or weirded out. You, you looked Dude, up to that's it. that's amazing. Uh, uh, is this something that you aspire to be? Like, what's going on there? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I try to be edgy, but that's that's another level, man. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything like that anytime soon. <laughs> one one championship is pretty strict with our social media, so okay. every once in a while, I think they let some stuff that I say slip through. But right. um, you know, I gotta be I gotta be somewhat careful. Unfortunately, I can't be as open as uh, as I like to be. But I think that kind of stuff's hilarious, man. I don't know. I, I'm I'm. I'm from Jersey. I'm from the East Coast. It's just not, we just don't, like, everything's, uh, there are no off limits when it comes to, like, jokes and stuff for us, I don't think. Maybe it's just me, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It, it was hilarious to me. <laughs> now, uh, the more you, inappropriate, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Now, when you're in Singapore and Asia, Japan, are you, have you met any girls out there? Because you guys are probably, like, you guys are like rock stars out there, right? Oh, man, you know, you definitely feel it. Uh, the Asian fan base is a little different than the way that it is in, like, the, the U.S., um, but, uh, and for sure, a lot of beautiful Asian women out there, no doubt about it. You know, um, I only get to be there every, every so often, but, uh, love it. Now, but in, now in the U S are you on Tinder or Bumble or are you, you know, banging your students? Listen, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on everything. Everything. Uh, nice. I pay for the, like the super premium gold package of whatever it is that they offer. And the way that I look at it is this, if I pay, you know, $20 a year for, for whatever the gold version of, of Tinder is, and it works one time. It paid for itself. Hey, that's how so. I live my life. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely, well, good luck, man. Good luck out there. Now, what was that bald spot on your head? What was that? Like that big chunk? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I usually tell people it's cancer, but uh, <laughs> it's just alopecia, man. Like, it's super weird. Like, uh, anybody that doesn't, that knows about it, they understand, but like anybody that doesn't, it's, it just seems like a, it's like, whoa, what the hell's going on with that guy? Um, but it's, uh, basically your immune system starts eating your hair follicles for no particular reason whatsoever. They say, they give you a bunch of BS like, Oh, you know, it, it could be stress or this. I, I don't really believe any of that because my entire life is filled with stress and you know, who's to say why it would have happened then. Right. So, um, basically for most, for like 90% of people it comes back within a year, you know, some people lose all their hair, you know, it's, it's crazy. But um, there's nothing there's nothing that you can do uh, other than like get like some cortisone or like uh, corticosteroid injections in the spots and it some of it has come back to a certain degree like on my beard it's almost completely back um, so you know I'm hoping that it comes back but if it doesn't I haven't really based my my career off of how I look uh, no you're a good looking <laughs> I never guy, really man. looked you, at the, I, looked in the mirror and I was like oh I'm yeah. gonna be a, a model <laughs> so you're, listen you're a world champ you're a good looking guy you're you're a coach you're you're good you're funny. The fucking sky's the limit for you, Gary. I'm I'm trying my best, man. That's well. That's why I have to have all those other talents, dude. You know, if the looks weren't going to do it, you yeah, know, I had yeah. to pump it up in other areas. Of course, of course, of course. Well, listen. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast. Have a great rest of the week. Uh, I really appreciate it, man.
Yes, sir. I had a great time. Let me know anytime. Thanks, buddy. All right. All right. Bye-bye. That was Gary Tonin. Nice. Such a cool and smart dude. Yeah, right? Like 27 years old. I wish I was like that when I was 27. I always bet on the fighter who has just an overall seemingly better IQ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This seems like they're sharp in the mind, but sometimes <laughs> they can be sharp in the mind and go and uh, try to do a rear naked choke thing like Chael Sonnen okay, <laughs> and flip yeah, over. You're, and... Not, you're not lying about that. <laughs> but you're right, though. You're right. I mean, it, guys like Josh Barnett, yeah. Gary Tonin, yeah. Dominic Cruz, yeah. um, you know, uh, Ben Askren, yes. uh, Uriah Faber. You know, you put these guys, they're, they're analytical guys. They're mm-hmm. not just like, you know, people think, oh, they're fighters. It's just, Bunch of dumb meatheads with you know <laughs> tribal band tattoos. Yes. Oh, don't go kick your ass. Yeah. It's not the case at all. Yeah. These guys are very, very you know Phil Davis. I mean, uh, even Kenny Florian. I mean, these guys are yeah super smart guys. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 the females too. I mean, uh, a lot, a lot of really, really smart females as well. Right. Um, but you're right, and they seem to have a better grip of it versus like. You know, I'm, well, I mean, yeah, look, I mean, I don't know if Mike Perry's in Mensa, uh, but hey, man, you never know. But he's 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 a fun guy to watch. Yeah. But he, Mike Perry would probably be the guy that most people assume most fighters are like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man. And there's a place for Mike Perry. Don't get me wrong. So there's fights this weekend, just as there were last week. And how do you feel about having fights every single week? I love it personally. I love it too. Yeah. I mean, the more the better. Like the more the better. I mean, it's hard because. It's a, it's a double-edged sword because the casual fan can't keep up. Right. You know, so then they're like, they get lost. Mm-hmm. They don't know who the champions are. They don't, I mean, the casual fan doesn't know who the beat is. Right. <laughs> you know, it's ranked, what, third in the, in the weight class, and they don't know him. Yeah. You know, they know John Jones, mm-hmm. most of them. Yeah. You know, they don't know Demetrius Johnson. He could walk into a room right now, any, any Starbucks right now in America, and most people will not know who he is. Yeah. And he's pound for pound the greatest fight, or one of the greatest pound for pound yeah. ever. Yeah. Which sucks, but um, I don't mind it because I'm a true fan. And I yeah. like it. The hardest thing is because every UFC card is like nine hours long. Well, the hard part also then you got a Bellator card this weekend. Yes, Friday. And then PFL the following weekend, and then you got you got the one championships. Yeah. And then you start having in these like you know KSWs, and the, it just keeps going. That's yeah. that's that's to me when it gets really hard. Yeah. When you're like. That you watch the LFAs and then it just keeps going mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I can't. And then now, now bare knuckle boxing, it's just, right. just going to be you know too much. Right. But I, I like it because I have a fucking fight podcast and I like talking fight. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, this card coming up this weekend on Saturday is it's an amazing card. We're going to talk about that in a second. First, we're going to call this guy Jordan Young. Let's call him. Uh, who's 10-0. and 0. Let's see if he picks up. What's up, people? Sexual performance issues, more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. Yes, that's you. So that's a lot of our listeners, okay? Take care of that erectile dysfunction, people. 40% of men by the age of 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Even the world's greatest actor can't fake one. Who is the greatest actor? De Niro, Pacino, or whoever they are, they can't fake an erection. And why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? Go to 4 it's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. They connect you with well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. Don't no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits, no lines. You could save hours by going to forhims.com. It is so easy. It's erectile without the dysfunction. It's hard made easy. Say hello to your little friend. 
Okay, try Hims for a month today. Just go to, for just five bucks. We'll get you started for just $5 while supplies last. Go see the website for full details. This will cost hundreds whether the doctor or the pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash MMA Roast ED. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash MMA Roast ED. Forhims.com slash MMA Roast ED. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just for the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. It's simple and intuitive. They got a clear design with data presented in an easy to digest way. Listen, it's uh, the cost. They have no commission fees, okay? Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks and then keep all of your profits, all right? You learn by doing. Learn to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and track favorite companies with personalized news feed. Custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right time to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple. I've heard of that. Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at mmaroasted.robinhood.com. That's mmaroasted.robinhood.com. Check them out, people. Go now. All right, so waiting for Jordan Young to... uh, to get back to me, hopefully we can get this interview now. Um, so, uh, fights this weekend. Yes, I'm going to be in Milwaukee. I'm going to the UFC fights. Awesome, dude. The night before, I have a show at the Whiskey Bar. Friday and, night. Yes, Friday night. Uh, a lot of fighters are coming. I'm not going to say who because I don't want you guys fucking bothering them all. But they, a lot of them will be there. Um, so, uh, Friday and Saturday, there's Bellator. So, this Friday in Hawaii, Sweet. it's uh, Michael Chandler. Versus Brent Primus. It's a big rematch. Ooh, uh, well, uh, yeah. That first of all, Chandler like <laughs> broke his leg like halfway through the first round. Well, he lost all feeling in his foot. Yeah. He didn't break it. It was just like a weird freak he was accident. around like on a pole. Yeah. It was like a one-legged pirate. Uh, I gotta give this to Chandler. Oh, I'll do for sure. Uh, I like Brent Primus, but I got Chandler all day in that. Frank Mir. Taking on Javi Ayala. The big surprise, right? <laughs> no one knew Frank Mir was fighting. I didn't even know he was alive. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Frank Mir is a friend of mine. Uh, but yeah, Frank Mir, I think Mir is going to win uh, this fight. Uh, I, yeah, Mir's got this. Yeah. Come on. Sam Cecilia versus Derek Campos. Ooh, that's a good fight. Uh, Sam Cecilia, when he's on, is a tough out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, that guy hits fucking hard. He's a maniac. Uh, I don't know much about Campos, but I like Cecilia. Plus, he's part, of, he's part of my uh, American Bong team, I call them. Out of, what? Uh, it was him, Kiesa, Juliana Pena. They were all like into some extracurricular. Uh, okay. Tawan Clayton. Uh, he's actually a really good wrestler. Taking on Kay Mayer, which according to MMA Junkie, zero and zero. That seems like a, a fair fight. Okay. Uh, Chris Avila. That's the Diaz brothers boy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's like in every single one of their posts on Instagram. He's like he's like nineteen or something, twenty. He's fighting Brandon Piper, who's six and eleven. Yeah, uh, it's his record. He's not six foot eleven. He's actually oh. six wins, 11, <laughs> 11 losses. I, I think uh, I think he's got this, Chris Avila. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, by the way, so somebody said that Nick Diaz whipped out his dick on inst- on his uh, Instagram. Uh, did you, f- did you look for it? it? I, I put a click on the thread, and I don't know if he did or not, but. I don't know what's going on. A lot of dicks. A lot of di- a lot of men are just showing people their dicks. Uh, to girls, I think they think that they're DMing people. And I know with Randy, like I think some girl like videotaped it, put it up there, and it just ah. Oh yeah, because it's a bad uh, look. 
Randy Couture. Look, uh, and I, look, I don't look down on Randy. Randy could do no wrong. In my, yeah. well, I mean, if you murdered somebody, I'd be like, fuck him. But, you know, but I mean, I mean, I'm not going to judge a guy for whipping his dick out. I yeah. Mean, he's, the, he's the natural, and it's natural. To yeah. Your dick, to jerk off. Just be careful, guys. Don't yeah. trust random women. Don't, especially you're a celebrity. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I've never done it before, but I'm just saying be careful. And what's his, uh, what's his, Ryan Couture is his son? Yeah. Imagine having your dad's video, a video of your dad masturbating on the internet. Wow. <laughs> That's very, very he painful. Spanking Tito to spanking himself. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so Saturday night, uh, Al Iaquinta versus Kevin Lee, the Great rematch. Card, yeah. The first fight was close. Uh, it was like Kevin Lee took the fight like on one week notice. He was young, and he still almost won. This is a good fight. I mean, Al's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to put him away. Kevin Lee's a. This is a very. They're pretty even. These guys. They're both great wrestlers, uh, but it, I think it might come down to who's the who's the better striker. Right, which I would think would be Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look how good, look how good uh, Al looks now because of the Khabib fight. Yeah, I and mean, Khabib just ran through Connor. Yeah, Al did a lot better against Khabib than Connor. Did he went five rounds? Yes, you know, you know, so and it also makes you think, how would Kevin Lee do against Khabib if uh, he beats Iaquinta? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. So okay, so Jordan Young, we're gonna call him right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get back to this. Uh, yes. Uh, how would Kevin Lee do against Khabib? Kevin Lee, according to Kevin Lee, runs through beats Khabib pretty easily. He's not impressed by Khabib at all. <laughs> Kevin Lee. One thing about Kevin Lee is he is not short on confidence, but right. but he backs it up. He does. I mean, he lost to Ferguson, but that was a it was a good fight. Yeah, it was. And he, he was beating infection. Ferguson in the first round. He was killing him. Right. Winning. I gotta stop saying killing him because I think I'm exaggerating. Things. But he was he was winning. He was doing really good until he got caught. Man. So yeah. Very interesting fight, Kevin Lee versus Iaquinta. Yeah, I just can't wait to see that like the the the, the, the uh, stare down. You have reached voicemail <laughs> box. Of I mean, five, Kevin Lee's one, taking a, a backseat on social media though. He doesn't do what he used to do on Twitter and stuff. He he really took a break from Twitter. I noticed that he's not in the spotlight as much as he used to be. Yeah, but. Look, his last performance, I mean, against Barboza, he looked amazing. He did, and he almost got knocked out with a spinning... Was it a spinning uh, head kick from Barboza? That was one time. Yeah. And everyone kept playing that on SportsCenter. Well, it's but, awesome But he clip. won every other minute of the fight. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he won. He made him tap, right? And he tapped him or the, the, the corner quit or something. I mean, he, he butchered him. Yeah. But everyone talked about one kick. Yeah. That was bullshit, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, is this Jordan Young? Yes, sir. Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How's it going? Hi, my man. How you doing? Good. It's an honor to have you, man. I, I've been uh, I've been following you. I've been watching your fights as of late. We're talking to a guy who's 10-0, eight submissions, running through everybody, American top team. Are you the best-kept secret in MMA? Yeah, 100%. I think we got the award, you know, um, last year. I don't know what the 2018 was looking like, but I think the results speak for themselves. We've been consistent for a very long time. No, not your team. You. Are you the best kept secret? Oh, the best kept secret. Yeah, myself. I feel like, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, guys that are going to be stars that are on the team right now that are young. But out of all the young guys, I feel I'm the furthest along in my career right now. So I think that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the, the team proud in the next year. No, not on the team. In, in mixed martial arts. Total. I'm sa- oh, he's talking as yeah. a whole. Yeah, shit. Let's let's do it. I think so. If you want to compare me to some of these other guys, I think I'm younger than some of them. And uh, you know, I, I got a lot of fights for a young guy too with with uh, that zero, which is 
not very common at this level. Somebody I want to give some respect to, though, I respect AJ McKee. I feel like we're on the, the same level, you know what I'm saying? He handles business in there. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're, be- I mean, you're beating everybody, and you're beating them quick. I mean, what, two guys you fought made it out of the first round? Yeah, and those two guys took me to decision, uh, heavy wrestling styles, too. It's all good, you know what I mean? I respect the wrestling style, but what I like is when, I don't mind, you want to take me down, that's cool, but if you want to take me down, create space and put some punches on me. Punish me. Don't don't take me down and my back's against the wall and you put your head in, in my lap like you're my girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? I'm not with it. I don't blame you. Now, you grew up in Iowa, but you didn't wrestle. How did that happen? Honestly, what happened was, was I got on to wrestling late. I actually um, wrestled, I believe I was in what, like sixth, seventh grade, and I was a, a bigger kid and I, I didn't know what I was doing and I got pinned and I was frustrated. You know, but about that time, I started training MMA as a whole. So for me, at the time when everybody was like doing high school wrestling, I was already training everything. So I felt wrestling was an important part of the game, but I felt like I could pick that up just through training every day. You know what I mean? I, I felt like getting all of the aspects of the sport was most important. And I'm glad that I did it the way I did it because now <clears throat> I have um, always improving wrestling, my wrestling solid. But behind that, I have the rest of the game figured out. I can strike. I can do jujitsu. I can do it all. Yeah, what uh, what belt are you in jujitsu? I'm a purple belt with two stripes. But honestly, I grew up in the gi. I used to put the gi on a lot. I've competed a lot. I've, I've submitted higher level guys than me um, as far as ranking goes. But I've, I've now that I've started making a little bit of money, you know, I've gotten out of the gi more and started been focusing on MMA. But in between camps, I love to get back in the gi and put some work in. Now I read that your mom. Took you to Las Vegas, left you there, put you in an abandoned house, and then you started winning jujitsu tournaments or something. Well, what happened here? Nice. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much my mom had a friend who lived in Las Vegas who owned an apartment building. It was furnished. Um, it wasn't the nicest, but it wasn't abandoned either. It was, uh, they, they also had like an extra truck. So she, uh, she sent me out there. I was staying there by myself, and I had uh, a budget. You know what I mean? I had some money for food and everything. About that time, I started teaching myself. Well, I, my mom had already put me on game, but I started really following a cleaning eating pattern. And uh, I was training at Vanderlei Silver's Gym, just putting in work the whole summer. And I improved my body and my mentality. And, uh, you know, I think I gained some confidence that summer. And uh, I won an a in-house, like, pro team jiu-jitsu tournament. And from there, I was just rolling. I felt like I, uh, I had the momentum and I knew what I needed to do. The goal for me at that point, though, wasn't to... Uh, you know, I was too young to fight. So the goal was to train hard every day. And about the time I turned 18 and was able to fight amateur, I wanted to already feel like a professional as far as knowing what to do and, and the amount of technique I have, you know? So you were, 16, and you were 16 years old out in Vegas by yourself? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. You're like a, you're like a superhero. They say, they say you're from Iowa. I say, nah, I'm from everywhere. I'm from uptown, downtown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I stayed on the West Coast. Uh, shortly after Vegas, the next summer it was California. Uh, and then, you know, at 20, I was in Arizona. And now I'm in South Florida for the last couple of years. So, well, I mean, the know, only match, the only fight you've ever lost was you lost one amateur fight, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Did you get knocked out or submitted? Nah, never. I, I, I've never <laughs> been knocked out in my life. Um, I got beat a split decision in this kid's hometown. He had a lot more fights than me. He was a lot older than me. But I felt, you know what I'm saying? I felt I won that fight. I still feel I won that fight, but I got better from that fight because I didn't have the best wrestling at that point. And from there is when I started making the improvements. Well, so you're an American top team now. Now, do you, what do you think about uh, who's going to win, Colby Covington or Tyron Woodley? Man, honestly, you know, I've, trained, I've met Tyron. He's cool. You know, Colby's here. I've trained with Colby a little more. 
I think it's going to be a good fight. I think it's the fight that needs to happen. I hear Dana kind of stepping back on on what you know what was being said about Kobe fighting, and now he's, he's you know I heard him saying something about Usman after the fight. To me, I feel Kobe deserves that fight. He's built that fight up. It's the biggest fight in the welterweight division at, at the moment. I'd like to see him get a shot. You know, he's he's talked a fair game, and a lot of people don't like it, but. Give him this opportunity to to back that one up. You know what I mean? Now, how is Colby at American Top Team? Because I've hung out with Colby before, and he was a sweet, nice, respectful, just a, a cool guy. But then he puts on this yeah. per, puts on this persona that pisses everybody off, or a lot of people off. How is he? Mm-hmm. How is he as far as like American Top Team and like the Brazilians over there or the the Russians uh, over there? He's respected. He's respected. There's nothing. There's no way that you can not respect the man. You know what I mean? He has Dan Lambert on his side who runs the whole thing, so. You know, nothing, nothing's going to happen to him. And as far as that goes, I think people were upset. You know, like maybe even some people from the team about his comments about Brazil at first. But honestly, you know, if you look at the situation, what was going on, he has the right to feel the way he feels. And it's just, it's just talk. You know what I mean? So he's good, honestly. But I'd like to say about him, people think like he's just putting on the front. You know what I mean? I didn't know Kobe when he was younger. But since I've met him here and he's like amped up his talking or whatnot, he, you are what you do, you know what I'm saying? And uh, since I've met him, he's gotten slick on, on, on the comebacks. Like, somebody will say something slick to him, he's returning fire <laughs> real fast. So, you know, what, what he does is what he is. Got it, got it. Now, who do you want to fight next? Honestly, I'm sitting back right now and uh, watching everything happen. You know, there's the Hawaii card this weekend. I got my boy Kim Mo fighting me and McGarry. Um, you know, that's the last... Uh, high-profile fight in the division right now to happen. After that, everyone's recently fought. So I think there's going to be a reshuffling. You need to see what happens with Ryan Bader. Um, but me personally, I don't have a name to give you. I'm looking to continue to go on the path I've, I've been going, which is just building myself. Soon the time's going to come where, uh, you know, we, we start taking on contenders. I believe that'll be this year. Who do you think wins, King Mo or, uh, or Liam McCurry? Uh, King Mo's my boy. He's been putting in the work, and he's been training with Alexander Roddick, who just won this past weekend on the UFC card. And uh, I think Alexander beats uh, <clears throat> Liam McGarry. So King Mo put in a lot of work with him. I think King Mo's ready. Now, there's lots of stories about Hector Lombard in the gym. Uh, are they true? Is he a monster? Is he beating everyone up? Is he is he a good training partner? A bad training partner? I'm talking about, I happen to love Hector, but from a guy yeah. who trains with him, what's Hector like? Hector, Hector is the man. Honestly, I came to American Top Team before I actually like trained here as a pro. I came to do jiu-jitsu at like 14 years old. Uh, and not, not 14, I'm tripping. It was uh, 2014, excuse me. I might have been 17, 18, I don't remember. But I came to train, and uh, Hector was one of the first pro fighters I met from American Top Team. He's always treated me with respect. And, uh, you know, I, I helped him put in a couple camps, like the Anthony Smith fight. I was his main sparring partner. And uh, he treated me good, you know what I'm saying? I've never had a problem with Hector. I felt like he had malicious intent. Now, people have gotten hurt training with him before, but he's a beast, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to watch out when you're going with somebody on that level with that amount of force, you know what I'm saying? Now, somebody told but, me that, uh, like, a, a father, a parent... I, I didn't know him from some of his heydays. I know the stories you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, like, a, a parent got mad at their son and made him train with Hector as, like, uh, to get back at him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know about that one, but I wouldn't put it past. You know, it's a crazy sport. All right, so who do you think is going to win the, the Bellator middleweight? Ed Ruth versus Neiman Gracie, the fighting this week. Say, I think that's, uh, is that a middleweight? That's a 170. I, thought, I think it's in the welterweight tournament. Yeah, yeah, welterweight tournament. Yeah, yeah, welterweight, um, yeah. But honestly, I don't know. That's an interesting fight. I think that uh, Ed Ruth is the better striker out of the two, grappling-wise. 
you know, it's it's MMA, so you don't have to play jujitsu. But Neiman Gracie's on a high level, so <sighs> I would like to say Ed Root can keep the fight on the feet and outstrike him. Is what I'm going to go with. Uh, I'd like to see that Ed Root's another young guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Kevin Lee or Ally Akinta this week? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, it's Ally Akinta and who? Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee, 100%. I actually trained with uh, his striking coach out there in Las Vegas, and uh, we got a lot of good work. I, I believe in uh, what the training he has out there. I think he's going to do well. Dewey, right? Yeah, Dewey. Dewey Cooper. Yes, he's the man. I hope all is well with Dewey Cooper. I respect that man a lot. John Jones or Gustafson? Who wins this fight? <laughs> I'm going to go with John Jones. He's a man, and uh, you know they had a tough first fight, but I think John was... Uh, you know what I'm saying? That was about the time that he started to believe in everything uh, that everybody was saying about him, I believe. So I think he's going to come out and put a stamp on it. But I don't doubt that Gustafson's not going to be in good shape and ready to fight. I think that could be another uh, fourth or four or five-round fight. How does Nunez look against Cyborg? I got Cyborg. Uh, actually, wait, it's uh, saving the name one more time. It's Amanda Nunez, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going that route. Uh, you know, that's one of my training partners. I haven't been around her much as of late, but uh, I'm going to assume that she's been putting in the hard work. You know, that's a super tough fight, especially going up the division. Now, you're 10-0, good-looking guy. You live in Miami. You're 205. Are you just dating lots of hot Cuban girls? Are you getting some lit ass? What's going on? Talk to us. <laughs> lots Say, of I details. I was actually in a relationship, but now I'm a, a single man. Um, as far as all the ass goes, you know, I'm a real gangster. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't tell. We don't kiss and tell. <laughs> Wait, what happened? How, why did you guys break up? Honestly, you know, everything's on good terms. I'm just, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a young guy. You can only do this once, and I need to uh, put my best foot forth to make sure that my future is secure. I, what good. the hell does that? That's the, he's trying to focus on. on his career. Is that what you yeah. say? Trying to focus on yeah, fighting. You know, my career. I'm saying I gotta, I gotta put the work in right now. I can't be focused on uh, different things. You know, all my eggs are in one basket. I heard your homie in the background. He knew what I meant. Yeah. Uh, so, so she was, she was a lot of drama. She wanted to, taking away your time. You're like, nah, we, we, we ain't gonna diss her on the. You know what I'm saying? She cool. You know what I'm saying? She good, but say like, I feel what's best for me is is what I have going on right now, which is just focusing on myself. I got my uh, my great Dane right here chilling, oh, nice. and uh, yeah, we good. All right, good, good. Well, listen, uh, Jordan Young, undefeated, undefeated. But you, I gotta say, the one thing I got, my one critique of you, is your Twitter name. Okay, out the mud, J two o five. Yeah, oh, come on, what is yeah. that? What's that? <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to figure something out. Let me tell you, say. Uh, I think like J205 is picking up or some shit. I, I got out the mud tattooed on my arm. Where that comes from is, uh, it's just a saying I like to use. I come from shit, you know what I'm saying? And that's no disrespect to like my mother. I got a great mother, but like nobody ever gave me nothing in life. I got everything myself and uh, I got it from scratch. So I like to say that's out the mud because it, it definitely wasn't easy and it took some time. There was no instant gratification in what, what I've accomplished. And at 24, I think people don't really realize like, I came in the Bellator. My contract wasn't the greatest. My first one, I put in the three fights I put in that year. And uh, from there, I, I really, I did well for myself. And I'm happy with what I have going on right now. So no complaints. Well, listen, I think a lot of people are, uh, are, are going to, I think the next year, I think this is your year. I mean, look, you're, you're 10 and 0 and no one's, two people made it out of the first round. It's only a matter of time. You put in the work and you got great people. You got Dean Thomas, you know, me and Dean do comedy together. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got Dean behind me. You know, Dean will hit my phone and drop some OG knowledge from time to time for sure. 
He's a good guy, and he he's losing a lot of weight. He went from like he before he was starting to look a little bit like like Oprah, but he's actually uh-huh. yeah. He's, he's a funny <laughs> motherfucker, isn't he? I love to crack some jokes on him. No, he's, me and him do funny one. We do stand up together, me and him. Yeah, for sure. I, I love being. He's quick on his feet as well. He's he's somebody who could sometimes catch me slipping. You know what I'm saying? I come in the gym freshly high, just got done smoking or something. He'll say something slick, catch me off guard. I'll be like, oh fuck. Wait, so, wait. So do you smoke before your uh, before you uh, train? It depends on what's going on, what I got going on, how I feel. Honestly, I do whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people always have like these little stipulations that they feel this or that. For me, what works for me is is what works. But say I've been smoking for a very long time, so sometimes I can go in the gym high, and you you would never even know. You know what I'm saying? Unless maybe I got a smell on me or something. Right. Definitely a good weed. Well, listen, Jordan Young, you're gonna be the champ one day. Don't forget <laughs> us. Don't forget us when you're too big. All right. Nah, 100%. Hey, you know what's funny? I've been following y'all for a little minute, and y'all be, y'all be clowning on shit from time to time, and I'll be laughing, you know what I'm saying? So when you hit me up, I was like, oh, shit, that's dope. They really be paying attention, because I, I know I'm on the prelims, you feel me? It's not like I'm on TV right in front of you. I don't care, man. I, rec- I recognize talent, and you, I don't care what the hell you're on. You're fucking killing it out there. So keep it up. <laughs> keep it up, My man. My man, I appreciate you. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this one. No, no problem. Take care, Jay. Jordan. Awesome. Jordan Young, out the mud J. Out the mud J. Out the mud J. Two hundred five. He should just go with mud MMA. You know what I'm saying? Something simple like that. That dude's gonna be. That dude's. He's legitimately yeah. like awesome. Like he's uh, a cool dude. He's gonna. He's gonna be the champ for real. I know. I sometimes I just know, man. Just sometimes you just you just you just know. Who's the last person that you've had that feeling with who actually became champ? Well, Darian Caldwell. I called her right away. Yeah. He became the Bellator champ. Um, Chris Weidman after his first fight I'm like he's gonna be a champion cool um, Cormier but that of course I said Cormier's gonna be a champion but that well I, I didn't know he'd be uh, both two time two division champion but right. that was a little easier because of the heavyweight but I, but I called it back I mean if you look at that I interviewed Dana White like five years ago and I was like if Daniel Cormier beats X, Y, Z, Z like seven guys could he fight John Jones and Dana was like alright and then it was like news <laughs> and everyone was like what kind of fucking logic do you have and now here he is the champ yeah um, who else uh, Zabit I was talking about Zabit after his first fight yeah. I'm like when he was on like some China card I'm like <laughs> no one was talking about Zabit and I was, I was at four o'clock in the morning watching this guy going this guy's the, the truth um, as far as uh I don't know who else. I mean, Dodson. Dodson wasn't the champion, but I, I, I still think. I mean, I, he was when he was knocking people out. Ultimate Fighter. Uh, uh, yeah, those guys. Those were some of the people that I called. Right. I called Ben Askren, but that that like, it's not that hard to get a national champion. The Cody Nolov. I told everyone to watch him before he was in the UFC. Is watching some of his old fights. Wow. So I got a pretty good eye for it. Um, well, anyways, we have some breaking news in the MMA that? world. It's not, I mean, it's not that big, but Dominic Cruz was scheduled to fight John Lineker. Yes. As his big comeback fight. Which yes. It's a pretty good fight. Yes. Especially for Dom. Yes. But breaking news Dominic Cruz once again is injured. No. <laughs> yeah. Did he get hurt signing the contract? <laughs> I think that's it. Damn. Dude. So what happened is UFC said, well, let's get Cody Garbrandt to take his place to fight John Lineker, which oh, is a, no. it's a good fight. Yeah. But Cody's injured, too. How? I don't know. He has an, a hand injury that he's recovering from. Hmm. So now, I mean, I think Dom should just retire, dude. <laughs> what do you think? He's had he's so many injuries and so many fights postponed. Or every time he fights now, it's like the big octagon rust Who, debate Dominic? For, for Dominic. Yeah, but he does well when he comes back. 
Yeah. I don't know. So what's your opinion on that? Uh, so who should fight John Lineker? Sure. John Dotson. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Dotson, they had a pretty fight already. It was a good fight. It's a pretty good fight. Um, <sighs> All right, so let's break down this card. All right, real quick. Dan Hooker versus Barboza. Uh, it's a good fight. It is very good. I mean, Hooker on the podcast. Uh, it's striker versus striker. I don't I, know. Man. I have to go with Barboza. Yeah, you kind of I mean, have to because it seems like the only people who beat Barboza man. are wrestlers. Yeah, that's mainly why. And I don't know. Dan Hooker is very good. He's well rounded, but I don't know if he's had competition on the feet like Barboza. Uh, Sergio Pettis taking on Rob Font. Uh, I got Pettis. Yeah, Sergio Pettis all day. Oliveira versus Jim Miller. Oliveira. Really? How do you see that playing Jim out? Jim was like 90 years old, but he, but he won his last fight. Yeah. He looked great in his last fight, but uh, but then he it's like on and off of them. He wins one, he loses one, he wins one. Right. Uh, Zach Otto versus Dwight Grant. I don't know Dwight Grant, but Zach's the guy that lost to Sage Northcutt, remember? <laughs> but he was winning that fight. Uh, Andrea Lee versus Jesse Jess. This is a good fight, dude. I gotta go with my girl Jessica Jess. She was my cat sitter. Me too. I think she just she's beat better competition than Andrea Lee has. She's she beat Paige. She's she, beaten. She, she, I don't know, but she definitely has. Beat and Paige. she's an underdog too. So place your she, bets she, on she Jesse beat Jess. Roddy back also. Yeah, Roddy back. Bobby Green versus Dracar Close. Dracar Close is gonna beat him. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 really good. Jared Gordon, who's been on the podcast against Joaquin Silva. That's a good fight. Jordan's the guy who's like a recovering drug addict, like heroin, like just terrible things, but mm-hmm. really like. Changed his life around. Now he's at uh, Rufus Sport. I got to go with my man Gordon. Gerald Mearshart against Hermanson. Uh, got to go with Mearshart. He's, like, he's won like seven out of eight. Very, like, you wouldn't know it. Uh, cause, but uh, yeah, and then good. Trevor Smith versus Zach Cummings. I got to go with Zach Cummings. And okay. Juan Adams. It's Chris De La Rocha. That's going to be the best fire of the night. Those you two think guys. so? Yeah, two heavyweights. Just fucking like, to just, they just throw down. They don't have the dude's picture on the website. What the hell, dude? Nah. They, the UFC redid their entire website, and it, I don't like it at all, dude. I like the old website better. So, uh, so you got Kevin Lee, yeah, over I Quinta. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, but if I, but if anybody asks, if Al asks, I have Al. Okay. I, I have whoever asked me. Yeah. I'm friends with both of them, so it's hard. <laughs> but anyway, that's our podcast today. Uh, this Friday, I'm going to be in Milwaukee. At the Whiskey Bar in Milwaukee. And then, uh, December 25th to the 30th, I will be in Las Vegas at the Stratosphere. Hit me up for comp tickets. Okay? You got to hit me up, though. Uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, go follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Ween Dog. Um, that's pretty much it. Let me know what's going on. Send me your fight picks. I'm a, I'm a betting man now, so I want everybody to send me their fight picks for this weekend's card. I'm going to put a bet on each one I get. And if you shop on Amazon, go to adamhunter.com first, then go to amazon.com, uh, the link on my banner, and then buy whatever you want because that helps me out. Boom. So thank you guys so much, and have a great week. Trap sonson trap donson 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 trap